Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. One, two, three. It's a hard next life. It is a hard next life. A hard next life. Oh, it's a hard next life. It's a hard next life. It is a hard next life. A hard next life. Oh, it's a hard next Knicks fans, and what is up, Barry motherfucking D? Mashed potatoes and gravy, Craig. What's up? I I don't know what the fuck that is, Barry. What is that? It's an expression, Craig. (laughs) Means I'm in a great mood. How are you? Jay didn't like it either. He gave this look. That's that's an that's an expression. (laughs) Yeah, you never see. uh, uh, What about Bob? And good day to Jay, aka Blanderson Hooper. Good day to you as well, Craig. I apologize for Barry's weird intro because it really threw me off. Barry, thank you. That is a weird way to start the first official It's a Hard Knicks Life playoff preview special. Man, if you would have told me we were going to be doing a playoff preview special, I would have guessed that the year was like 2027. (laughs) If you asked me last year. Okay. Listen, we got a big show planned. We're going to make our series predictions. We'll look ahead to the first playoff series for the Knicks in eight seasons. We're going to help Barry decide what to do about his playoff tickets and who he should take. A lot of fans are upset about how the last show ended, Barry. A lot. All right. Uh, Many fans reach out very concerned. And we're going to play some of your voicemails. Guys, wherever you listen to the show, remember to leave us a five-star rating and or positive review. And please, subscribe to the one podcast that keeps the romance alive. That's right, guys. And I'm talking real person-on-person romance. Really? Yeah, not 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 what you like, Jay, which is like person-on-crumb cake. I'm talking (laughs) person-on-person romance. Wow. All right? You might ask, Craig, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, Craig, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) Nick's Illustrated. You know Nick's Illustrated? Yes, he does good work. Sent me this DM. Jay, can you cue that music I gave you? The sexy music? No, the action music. Oh, shit. Did I put that on? Did you not pull that in? It's like your one job. (laughs) What are you fucking doing? One assignment. Hold on. Oh, yeah, I got it right here. All right. Sorry. Well, we'll all just keep everyone waiting. And I don't think I'm going to edit this out just because of what? what you did to me last week, Jay. I've got it. You ready? My girlfriend and I were listening to the latest pod, driving home across the Hollywood Hills, and Google Maps took us on an alternate route to avoid traffic that ended up being a narrow-ass canyon road on a cliff. And we were both afraid of heights. We were having panic attacks. And the podcast cut out. And I yelled at her. Get it back on! <laughs> to calm me down while I was driving. And she yelled back at me. I can't! Without cell service! So we had to drive in silence along the cliff. With nothing to distract us. Nothing. Imagine that, Barry. I'm so nervous right now. We're going to die! Get the pod back on! I got to listen to Blandy rip apart Craig with receipts. <laughs> Did the music stop? Yeah. Fuck. Really? <laughs> that killed the whole mood. That's all right. You'll Keep it going, Blandy. However, in the end, we made it off the mountain pass, and we lived to listen to the end of the show. How about that, guys? Crazy. That's great. I was on the edge of my seat. <laughs> thought they were going to pull over and you know have a quickie on the side of the cliff. <laughs> Guys, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. They have you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the Greg, website. What? 
Yo, you placed a bet? I placed a bet today. So I gave up on asking you if you placed bets, and this is the one week where you did place a bet. Yes. On betonline.ag? Yes, on betonline.ag. I bet the, the Wizards Celtics game tonight, which is Ooh. going on right now. And what did you bet? I put $100 on the Wizards. They're getting two. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. I also looked up uh, the Knicks-Hawks series. That's pretty much even. And for game one, the Knicks are favored by a point and a half. Barry, all of a sudden really into betting again. You're trying to... Uh, Get some more money for the playoff tickets or because they're so fucking expensive? No, I've got the money for the for the playoff okay. tickets. <laughs> Guys, it's a hard next life. This past week, while we ended up on top, it was not easy. Last time we spoke, we were the sixth seed in the East with two games remaining. All right, we had to win against Charlotte and Boston. We had a 17-point lead against Charlotte, which we blew. But we pulled it out in overtime, putting us in the driver's seat with a win against the Celtics, who were resting fucking everyone on their team. We could clinch the four seed on Sunday. We build a 17-point lead again. This time, we blow it in the fourth quarter. All right, comes down to the final minutes. And thank God for Nerland's fucking Noel, because we could not score for a good five or six minutes in that fourth quarter. We were stuck at 91 points. My- we barely, we barely pull it off. It was a disastrous fourth quarter. And now... Not only are we in the playoffs, we're the four seed with home court advantage. We are happy and we're celebrating everywhere, Knicks fans. 41 wins on the season. We blow all expectations out of the water. Knicks PR had this one stat. The Knicks are one of two teams in NBA history to finish the season first in opponents points per game, first in opponents field goal percentage, and first in opponents three point field goal percentage. The other team, Barry? The New York Knicks. The New York fucking Knicks. If that doesn't make you puff out your chest as a proud Knicks fan, you know, there's not much that will. The Knicks of 1992-93. We're, we're playing so well. We're the talk of the town. Even KD and the Nets are stealing our quotes. Kevin, do you think the big three has gotten enough of an opportunity to play together here to, to thrive and feel good about yourselves going into the playoffs? I think we're the big 15. What? So. <laughs> what? Yeah. We'll be all right. Big 15. Is this fucking guy out of his mind? The Big 15. He said that like he never heard it before. No, he said it like he did hear, hear it and he was just a fucking bitch. You think so? He's just a douche. Yeah, I, I don't know what his fucking angle for saying that was, but that was clearly a Knicks thing. Look, I, I thought it was really corny when Julius Randle and Reggie Bullock said it. and Because, you know, whatever. They're really not. They're like the Big 10, if you want to say that, because only 10 guys that get on the court. But... So I thought it was no, they they're, did it, but they're they the did big it. fifteen, Barry. It, it's not about know what it how means. good they are. He's just—they're just saying they're a team. I get it, but I didn't love it. Okay, but it was the Knicks thing. You're right. It was the Knicks thing this season. At the time, none of us loved it, but the way they played after that, it really—I think—it grew on a lot of people. Yeah, and it was the Knicks thing. It was like one—you know—they had a lot of mantras this season, but that was like the main one to the end. So yeah, the fact that KD said it, yeah, you know, it just increases his bitch factor for me barry jay how are we feeling eking out those wins are we feeling good and barry how the fuck did you wait to watch those games or even find out the results until after your work day is on saturday and sunday because i don't know how you could possibly do that you really waited to watch the games till you waited? after that, that's yes. crazy and i didn't, you didn't, and need I didn't to know, know the scores either i didn't no, no I, I didn't need to know i like to watch the game fresh not knowing the outcome it's just better for me that way um so, yeah, I turn off my Twitter notifications. That's the first thing I do. And then, you know, I make sure that I don't turn on the radio. I'll listen to, like, you know, an old podcast or something of, of somebody's. And then I, I go home and I, and I watch the game. And, hey, you know, my, my son sometimes will have watched the score, but he knows not to tell me anything. Which is why it was funny. I was going to say, when you mentioned how the Knicks were stuck and they didn't score for, like, five or six minutes... He's watching the game with me, and there's like seven minutes to go in the fourth, and the Knicks have 91 points, and Trey is like, try, like he can't contain himself. That like, wait a second, wait a second, I'm looking at the score; it doesn't make sense, you know. And then he told me afterwards because I knew, you know, because they end up with 96 points, and there was like fucking seven and a half minutes to go, and they only scored five minutes in the final. Seven so and he half knew minutes. the score. He knew the score. Oof, yeah, that's torture. That's torture. But you know, that's how I like to watch the games. But like you said, how do I feel about it? Look, they didn't blow Charlotte and Boston out of the water. You know, like we hoped that they would. But the bottom line is they took care of business. They did what they needed to do. They got the wins. That's what counts. 
So I feel good. And now they got five days not to rest, but five days to focus in on the Hawks and listen to what Thibodeau has lined up for them. And I think they're going to be extremely prepared. Not that the series isn't going to be close, but they're going to be prepared. They got the wins, but barely. Barely. It was scary. They looked like shit. I am a little nervous going to the playoffs because when they really needed to score, you know, and the pressure was on them in those games, they couldn't do anything. Right. But how often do we hear, and especially with this team, playing down to the competition? Because everybody knew that that Celtics team that was on the court was a shell of itself. You know, what, the seven top players on that team were sitting out? You know, it was, it, was a, it was a bunch of scrubs, essentially, on that team. No way it should have been that close, but that probably would happen. Yeah, and they played down to the competition in the first half, and it was close. And then they they did blow them out in the third, essentially. Yeah. And then what ha- they just crumbled in the fourth. Yeah. Luckily, against Charlotte, once overtime came, they did come through. And I guess the pressure was on them a bit, and they did come through in that scenario. Without losing, they kind of limped their way to the four seed. They were very lucky, or we were very lucky, to end up in four. Yeah, and you know, we, we talked about how momentum is so, so key for this group of guys and how they feed off it. And Nerland's Noel has become like the the uh, the catalyst for that. You know, we talk about how quickly is such a spark plug. What Nerland's Noel does protecting the rim with these huge blocks, these emphatic blocks, that propels them too and gets them pumped up and it turns into offense on the other end of the court. He was a monster. He had such an impact. It was as big of an impact as anyone scoring on the other end because he was literally taking away easy baskets. Yeah, he, I mean, as good as he's been for the year and we know he has been, you know, what is is he still second? Did he finish second in the in the league for uh, average blocks per game? He was third. Third in blocks. Uh, behind what, Gobert? Miles Turner, Rudy Gobert, and then him. Okay, yeah. So he's been consistent all year, but I mean, he really turned it up a notch this past month. Blandy, were you excited? I, oh yeah, I was screaming and yelling. It was it was so loud. <laughs> oh, God. So the Knicks pulled out two wins, finished strong, kind of, with the fourth seed in the East. You know who else finished strong? Ian Begley. Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> Ian Begley. We can't end the season without some great Ian Begley sound from after that final game against the Celtics, can we? No, no, we can't. How many do you have here? I've got three. Okay, good. I just want to be ready for three. Three, all right. So this is the first one. This is Ian Begley with Tibbs. Ian Begley. Tom. Okay, so you can barely hear him. What is Thibodeau doing this whole time? She's trying just, to hear him? He's just looking into the distance. <laughs> looking into the distance. You could bear, could you hear him at all? Uh, barely. Faintly. Like fading you, out. You, Did Thibodeau yeah. hear him? I mean, he gave an answer. Oh, okay. So I assume he heard a little bit of what he said. But it just kept going like this, and then it got lower. <laughs> then towards the end, they brought in um, RJ, and we got this beauty. Ian Bagley. Ian Bagley. Ian, we can't hear you. <laughs> we'll have to come back to you. Ooh, See now, I'm oh, I'm fail. assuming. Whatever issue he had at the beginning, then obviously he couldn't he couldn't figure out what was wrong with it. He wasn't able to handle it here. Right. And they were just like, you know, the, we, Ian, we can't fucking hear you. All right. <laughs> it's like you fucked up the first time. It didn't work the second time. Right. We left right you. They go that, back to him one more time. RJ started laughing right after that. I think because RJ knew it was going to end up on, uh, you know, on this <laughs> on podcast. Here? Oh, yeah. you think so? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. He's like, oh, that's going to make for a great Ian Begley <laughs> fucked up on Zoom segment. And now I got one more for you. He gets another try. They gave him a second shot. And who is this to? To RJ. Oh. And Bagley. RJ, just a picture question. Um, before you even got drafted here, you were saying you wanted to be in New York. You wanted to be a Nick. Um, you know, so how proud of you, given that are you of this accomplishment team-wise and also yourself, the way you played this year? The fuck was that sound? I don't know. That one wasn't bad, but I mean, you know, it's Ian Begley, so why the fuck not? It's how the the day was going. Not a good day for Ian. I mean, I really (laughs) like the first one more than anything. Oh, really? I like the second one. What? Really? 
I like. I like. I just think it's yeah. I like the attitude of the girl on the second one. It's good. (laughs) Yeah, because that's when you call a sports talk radio station and you're like, "All right, uh, Michael from uh, Centerport. Michael from Centerport, one more time." And then they just get rid of him. They go to the next caller. All right, so here it is. You don't have time for that shit. Ian Bagley, Ian, we can't hear you. We'll have to come back to you. I'd love to have the video of Ian Bagley just like. He's on camera and his mouth is moving around. He's like, Ian, we can't, we can't hear you. We can't you know, hear you, Ian. It's funny that you. No, we still can't hear you. It. It's funny that you mentioned that because when I was getting the audio of KD talking about the Big Fifteen for the Nets post game, you actually see the video of the the beat writer asking the question. So the video goes back and forth. So you see that person asking the question, and then it cuts to whoever is answering the question. But from the Knicks, we just get the camera straight on Tibbs or the player. That's it. They don't, it doesn't go back and forth. They don't make that available. So we can't see Ian Begley sitting on his couch in his bathrobe right. with a bag of great. chips next to him and his kids. Oh, that you know, would be spectacular. To see him talking and nothing's <laughs> happening, that'd be, that would be beautiful. That is our final regular season edition of Ian Begley. Guys, I saw James Dolan for the first time in a long time. Uh, I don't know if you saw this video of James Dolan. Very excited announcing Nick's playoff tickets and just talking about bringing the city back. You know, it was a press conference with Governor Cuomo. Seems like a new man this season with these Knicks thriving. Take a listen. We're starting the book now. Go today and get your vaccination so that when these shows come, for when the Knicks make it to the second round, oh, I hope, the, um, <laughs> the, the, uh, you can come. The, the, uh, and we'll have a seat for you. But first, we're going to look forward to an exciting Knicks playoff run with a lot more people. And for Knicks home playoff games, we're shooting to have more than 13,000 fans at the Garden, the majority of whom will be sitting in vaccinated sections, shoulder to shoulder. 13,000 fans they're going to have? Is that That's true? Like a little bit below capacity, right? It's only, it's only off by That's what, only four, like 6,000, usually 19,000 and change. Yeah, 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 I thought it was around It's like 18. two-thirds full. Our fans have been extremely loyal and have helped drive the team's success. I'm just noting that many of you, any of you who know about basketball know the concept of the sixth man in the home court. We've been missing our sixth man, and we've done as well as we've done without our sixth man, but we're getting our sixth man back for the playoffs, so we're going to be even better. Um, and it's going to be it's going to be so much fun and so loud at the Garden, so come. Tickets are going to be, are going to be on sale first to uh, season ticket holders Tuesday, and then to, uh, we think, to the general public on Wednesday. He is so excited to get us back. I mean, how many of us is he going to kick out? We don't know. <laughs> but that brings us to our discussion about playoff tickets. Barry, those tickets look expensive. Uh, they don't look that bad, actually. They don't? They did before what? they actually started going on sale, but they were, they, they're not bad now. They're not as bad as I thought they would be. So last week, at the end of the show, Barry mentioned that he, he wasn't sure what he was going to do if he could only get two playoff tickets. Who was he going to take? Blandy or me? The last time Barry got tickets to a Knicks game, he took a stranger that no one. Because you guys met. weren't ready to go to the garden and, yet. Okay, mm-hmm. and and this time he's deciding between me and Blandy, and and then we also brought up, or I think I brought up, that maybe you should just take your son right for that experience. And some listeners were taken aback by the fact that you said no, I'm not taking my son. He's only ten. Maybe if he was twelve, I don't know what fucking difference two years makes. Maybe if he was twelve and not ten, it's going to be a lot more fun with you guys. I don't know what your reasoning is exactly. You were saying it's your money. You can do what you want, obviously. But let's take a listen to this one voicemail from Nick's Illustrated, who is making a huge appearance in the show today. (laughs) But he is very passionate. And I got some other DMs about this, but none were more passionate than him. Barry, this is Conrad, also known as Nick's Illustrated, speaking. You have to take your son to the fucking playoff game you have to like he will remember that for the rest of his life you have to take him to the playoff game you can't just take one of your craig or fucking blandy you can't take either of them you have to take your son 
Picture this. You're 10 years old. You're all excited about sports. You love basketball. You're right on the fence. You're right on the cusp of everything. You're really getting into it. You're starting to learn about pick and rolls. Nothing gets more exciting than starting to look about, learn about pick and rolls, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> you start to learn about pick and rolls. You know, starting to learn about defensive coverages and things like that. Sounds awful so far. (laughs) (laughs) And your team makes it to the playoffs. And your dad can afford playoff tickets at Madison Square Garden. He makes good bike shop money. (laughs) (laughs) Is that not great? That's true. You do make good bike shop money. (laughs) You do. That's good. I'm not buying any fucking Knicks playoff tickets. And who does he decide to go with? Craig. (laughs) And you're sitting there at home. (laughs) You're watching the game. And you're going to remember for the rest of your life that your dad would rather go with Craig (sighs) or Blandy than with you. I mean, if he doesn't have you sold after that, I don't know what to tell you. Now, here's the alternative. You go, you go with your dad, you have a great time. You're sitting up close because apparently your dad can afford up close seats right behind the bench, watching the back of Frank Neal Keena's head. And the Knicks win. They beat the Hawks. It's the first playoff win in eight years. And there's only 2,000 people in the place. Uh, apparently 13,000, Conrad. <laughs> and everyone goes fucking bananas. Are you not telling that to your grandchildren when you're 80? After your old man Barry has passed. You are. <laughs> wow. You're remembering it and you're telling it for the rest of your life. He's tugging at the heartstrings here. After his old man Barry passes yeah. away. Jesus. Wow. So we're talking a long time in the future. He's telling his grandkids. Your son is telling his grandkids. That's. <laughs> imagine Jesus, Trey. That's, by imagine, and like this 50, keeps, 55 years from now. Yeah, well, imagine Trey is like me. Just, I don't know. A, a scary thought. But, but a year <sighs> ago. All right. A year and a half ago. Two years ago. I don't even remember. And my dream. My dream was to always sit courtside at a Knicks game. My dream. Barry fulfilled that dream for me. Thank you, Barry. Not me. But what if that's Trey's dream one day and he wasn't able to make it happen because his old man Barry died Mm. and there was no Barry to take him to sit courtside anymore. It's tough. It's rough. I had Barry to do that for me. If not for Barry, I probably would have never done that. Ever. Don't let that happen to Trey. All right, here it continues. I remember random Mets <laughs> games I went to at Shea Stadium when I was six years old. And we're talking about the Knicks made the playoffs for the first time in eight years. And you're like, ah, he's not making memories. I got to take Craig or Boyandy. It'll be more fun. They drink beer. <laughs> <laughs> that might be my favorite line in the whole thing. Be a good dad. Please. Please take your son. All right. Nick's illustrated out. Now, can I weigh in on this? That was great. Go ahead. Because, <laughs> well, I mean, it sounds like Craig's saying that the thing to do is to take Trey. Yes, Craig? Blandy's like, no, fucking take me. Don't take Trey. Yeah, no, I totally disagree. I think a 10-year-old <laughs> You are not, so selfish. I would say a 10-year-old would not be able to really... Um, grasp the gravity of the situation, and I think Craig, the enormity this is him, this of the is whole him thing angling for a ticket, right? I've, I mean, of course, yeah. he's not right he's over not his being shy I just it. think it's something that would be wasted on a on a child of ten years old. I I think, I think that it would be more wasted on you. And I'm not angling to get a ticket. I would honestly say, Barry, you took me last time. You should take Jay if you want to take either one of us. But I, mean, I would take, when, I mean, it's not my money, but I would be taking Trey. But I mean, I'm not even joking. Blandy might be sleeping in the second half. <laughs> when when it comes down He'll to it. will be looking at the train schedule, uh, you know, the minutes exactly. to go in regulation. I mean, who's going to be more excited about going, Blandy or Trey? 
Yes, but you forget. How can you argue right now that it's going to go over his head when it's going to go over your head for sure? You've only known your son for 10 years. You've known <laughs> me for about 31. Right. So. Oh, well, that's a great difference. argument. <laughs> so look, after we finish that podcast, and I, I also got a DM from Nick's Illustrator, who, by the way, shout out to him because he, he does do really cool uh, stuff with those, yeah, those comic awesome strips and stuff. stuff. Very awesome. Innovative and uh, only one doing something like that. And it's always really good. But uh, yeah, he DM'd me too. You know, it wasn't as long of a DM as that voicemail was <laughs> and not as articulate. But basically, you know, said, yeah, he's going to have memories. Just take him. Anyway, I started thinking about it. And, and you, Craig, you and Conrad are absolutely 100% correct. And I have oh, rethought Bullshit. this whole thing. And I have decided if I do get playoff tickets, which I intend <sighs> to, I will take Trey. School night, not a school night, doesn't matter. I will take him. And it will be a memory I'll have forever. And, and he's right. I have memories of going to random Mets games when I was that young. And my memory is for shit. Yet I can remember watching Fernando Valenzuela of the Dodgers on the mound at Shea Stadium, you know, which is probably like 1986 or something or 85. Yeah. I, hey, how can you argue with that? Right, Blandy? No, nah, I'm not happy. Let me tell you, if you do get tickets and you take him, I'm going to be peppering him with questions after the fact. He better make sure he memorizes every second. He will. He, he's game. into these This whole season, he's because really Because if been I ask him about, you know, games. score at the at half and something like that, and he's like, I don't know. No, he'll know. Or, he's got like a photographic memory with that shit, I'm, actually. All right, guys. Game one against Atlanta is scheduled for Sunday. Is there a time for that yet? No. And I'm waiting to find out because that's going to affect if I can go to the game or not. If it's a day game, I can't go. I got to work. If it's at night, I can go. And I'd love to be there for Why the first game. can't you just take off? Game. If it's I that can't. big of a deal I can't. and it's that great of an experience for you and your son, then you find a way to go. Look at Blandy lecturing There will be other playoff <laughs> games. If I have to settle for <laughs> the second game at the Garden or the fifth okay. game at the, at the or game five, right. I'll have to do that. Okay, Nick swept the season series with Atlanta three to nothing. First game we had with them was seven games into the season. Second game a month later, the Hawks were 11 and 16 at the time. And then the third game was... Most recently, which we all remember, when the Knicks won in overtime, Trey Young went down with an, with an ankle injury after crashing into Norvell Pell. Guys, I know we swept the Hawks this season, but I do have concerns. All right, I think the best comparison for us with the Hawks was that last game. Obviously, the first two games against the Hawks, they were playing under a different coach, Lloyd Pierce. The third game was the only one we played with Nate McMillan as the head coach. The Hawks guys were 14 and 20 under Lloyd Pierce. Once Nate McMillan took over, they were 27 and 11 under him. So one of the hottest teams in the NBA over the final stretch of the season. We've been having our issues late in games lately. We won that third game with Atlanta, but we went to, had to get to go to overtime. They didn't have Trey Young. They've got Trey Young at the end of games. We've been struggling at the end of these close games with no go-to guy, but Trey Young is the kind of player who will step up in that scenario. Yeah, he got, I think he got hurt. He had played like 29 minutes, but even up to that point, he got hurt. He already had 14 assists. Yeah. He had 14 <laughs> he, assists against the Knicks the game before that too. <laughs> he was killing us. Or, or, or the first game against the Knicks, he had 14 assists. Capella had a huge game. He had 25 points, 22 rebounds. Like, they were a different team than the previous two games we played them, obviously, for the reasons I just stated. Barry, how are you feeling going into that series? Confident? You think it's a good matchup for us? I've, I'm hearing a lot of people choosing the Hawks to come out on top of that series. So, I do think the Knicks will come out on top. I think it'll be close. Um, you know, there's no reason why you would think it wouldn't be close. I mean, I can't see that. Um, you know, even even that second game, it was long ago, but that was a close game as well. But yeah, I mean, there's things that worry me for sure. I mean, Randall has played really well about, against the Hawks. And, you know, you look at Randall's season, he had three times he scored over 40 points. Two of those times was against the Hawks. He's had his way with them, which is why I think the Hawks are going to do everything in their power to stop Randall. And what worries me is that we're going to be so dependent on the Knicks perimeter shooting. And I know the shooting number has been great. And even in prior games against the Hawks, they've been great. But the fact that Atlanta is just going to come with everything they have and swarm Julius to not let him work, it's going to leave these games on the shoulders of those around him. And they're just not going to let him have his way. They're going to double team him quick. They're going to do early traps on him. Yeah. And they're going to make the rest of the team beat him. They're going to get That's, the ball out of his yeah, hands. That has to be the key for them to put him in tough situations. You know, we know turnovers are maybe... The one fault in his game. He has been finding the open man when he gets double and triple team, but will what will he do during the playoffs when the pressure's on and they double and triple team him? What's he going to do? 
And is anyone else going to be doing anything offensively? They've been struggling lately, offensively, the past few games. They've been relying on Randall a lot. Especially in the beginning of games, have you noticed that he's doing all the scoring <laughs> to start off games? RJ doesn't come alive until the second half. You know, they've obviously got Elfrin out there who's not doing fucking anything. They don't seem to really click offensively until Derek Rose comes in. So they've been relying on Randall a lot. If they stop him early, we're going to go down and you know, we're going to get in a hole early against an Atlanta team that seems to score at will. Like they're really gifted offensively and we struggle at times. Yeah. And, the, you know, the last two meetings that we had against the Hawks, the Knicks shot so well. And it's like, can they continue to do it every time they face this team? You know, they shot from three-point uh, range, they shot 50%, 17 of 34 in that second game against the Hawks. And then that last game in overtime, they shot 54% from three. What are the chances that they're going to be able to keep doing that? You know, but it's going to be the key that they need because where's Randall going to throw the ball when he gets swarmed? It's going to be to a guy that's behind the arc and it's going to be up to him to make it fall. Yeah, I mean, that's the key to everything for them. And that's the key to why we were so good late in the season as our three-point shooting was incredible. Exactly, which is why Peyton's going to be a huge liability. And I don't care if he's on the court for five minutes in the first quarter. It's too many. It's too many minutes. To not see the offensive offensive unit clicking other than Julius Randle until Derrick Rose comes in is is unbelievable every game. Yeah. And Derrick Rose comes in and you notice a difference immediately. And in the, in the, I think it was against the Celtics. They were struggling. It was We weren't struggling. It was just Randle scoring. He had like most of the points. They weren't moving the ball. It was just ISO, Randall, everyone else standing around. And then Derrick Rose comes in the first possession. He penetrates, kicks it out. The ball's moving. And, and the scoring just comes much easier. And other guys start scoring beyond Randall. It's going to be a tough, it's going to be a tough, tough series. And they have great three-point shooting as well. They do. Bogdan Bogdanovich having his best year by far. He's shooting yeah. 44% from three on the season at 7.6 attempts. And he's been doing it's great as of late. It's going to be easy, that's for sure. And Danilo Gallinari, like he only averages 13 points, but you never know when he's going to put up 25. He's done that multiple times this year. He can have a big game, you know, and go off. DeAndre no, Hunter's coming yeah. back from his injury, and he's going to be getting more minutes. There's a lot of weapons. And, you know, you already mentioned Clint Capella, how he's such a beast on the boards, oh. and he dominated, you know, 22 rebounds last game against the Knicks. He's had over 20 rebounds six times this season. You know, it's no wonder he leads the league in rebounds. As good as Nerlens and Taj have been without Mitch... We struggle keeping teams from getting offensive boards. Yeah, and how many times do we see it where the Knicks will play such great defense for 24 seconds, forcing the other team to put up a bad shot, and then they get the offensive rebound and, re yeah, and resets the, the shot board. clock to 14, and they get a second chance. Uh, over We've been and over. seeing it so much, and it's so frustrating because they really clamp down on defense when they want to, and then it just deflates you, giving them another, another opportunity. Do you think... Frank has been seeing some key minutes in games, right? First of all, I think we, we all assume that Alfred's going to start, right? Yes. Tibbs is not going to change that up I don't for think game so. one. I don't think so either. There's going to be a party, though, if he does. <laughs> you know? it, when, when that tweet comes out with the starting five, you know, from Nick's Twitter, and, and you see who the starting five is, if Peyton's picture is not on there, we're, we're going to throw a party before the game even fucking starts. There's going to be a celebration. But we're going to have to see Frank in this series. Oh, yes. Definitely. Against Trey. Any concerns for you guys? Obviously, we got a lot of players. Most of our players, especially young players, have never had any taste of any playoffs or pressure like this. Quickly, who is a key part of our team, he's been struggling since he came back. Five for 19 over his past three games. Five points a game. Key guy off the bench for us. You think guys like him, RJ, they seem pretty hungry. What do you think they're, the playoff version of those players are going to be like? To be honest with you, even though they're so young... The playoff version of these guys excite me. The playoff Randall excites me. Playoff Barrett, like you said, playoff quickly. Playoff Rose. Playoff Randall makes me nervous. Playoff RJ. Something about RJ. <laughs> I feel like he's got that like uh, that hunger in him that I feel like he's just going to get clicked up a notch in the playoffs. Yeah, I just feel like Randall's head has been screwed on so right this season. He just kind of gets it. Um, I feel like he's going to be in a good mental space, you know, come time, you know, this first series that that there's not going to be a drop off. You know, I see what you're I, like. I know what you mean. There's definitely that the potential for something like that to happen where, you know, he has just like a horrendous, you know, two for 16, 
you know, shooting performance where he can't get anything done. He has like seven turnovers in the game. Like there is a there is a a path that can take us that way. I just I just think it's more unlikely. Um, and we're going to see the Randall that we've seen all season long. You know, he's been waiting for this. I think the biggest unknown going to the playoffs is going to be the fans. Like Dolan said, the sixth oh, yeah. man. You know, that 13,000 fans there, it was loud with just loud. a couple thousand. Yeah. It's going to be insane because we haven't heard it in so long. And and half of this team hasn't heard it ever. That's either going to make this team, like juice this team up so much that it just takes them to a whole nother level or takes certain guys of them. Like qu- I could see someone like quickly feeding off of that. I could see like an Obi Toppin feeding off that. Yeah. Obi, I think could be a difference maker too, you know. Obviously, he's not going to get a lot of time because Randall's going to need to be out there and his minutes are going to get ramped up. But the fact that, you know, their defensive schemes are going to change when Randall's off the court now, because I'm telling you, they're focusing 99% of like 99% of their practices, I'm sure, is going to be focused around Randall. Right. Um, So I think when Obi's out on the court, Randall's on the floor. I think it's going to be laxed up a little bit. And I think it's going to give Obi the opportunity to do a little something, something. We may be we may see a new the emergence of Obi Toppin. I mean we've seen over the last half of the season baby steps to him getting more comfortable out there. I think this is a scenario on the big stage where we can actually see our lottery pick do some, you know, do some good things. Yeah, and he's one of those players like I said, I want to see just play in front of the energy of a somewhat full arena. Yeah. Cuz I I do strongly believe that certain players or teams don't play as well in front of an empty arena. And I've held out some hope that my, my false predictions about Obi are only due to the COVID situation, Jay. You are about to see the future of this franchise. The best player on this team is Obi Toppin. Are you even fucking paying attention, Blandy? What I'm are you listening. doing over I there? Think, I think that's... that's are you, he's like, great. I'm saving that receipt. What time of the show is this? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm playing that's great. this fucking next week. I'm fucking around. I, I know you are, but... I can still use, that'll be great to use one day. Oh, one day, yeah. Guys, series predictions for the Hawks. We're going to start with Blandy. I say Nixon six. Nixon six. Nixon four. All right, guys. Re- well, well, hold I on. I love you. I what? love you, Craig. I love you We're so much. We're fucking sweeping these motherfuckers. <laughs> A sweep? We're fucking sweeping them, dude. They got no fucking chance. That would be so great. A sweep? Note that one. Okay. I mean, that'd be great. Here we go. Voicemail great. time. Yo, yo. It's Brandon from the GA. What's going on, boys? Hey, man. Great win last night. It looked ugly, but we got it done. Um, I'm currently walking uphill, so if I'm out of breath, just shut up. Anyways, listen, I'm about halfway through the pod, and I'm loving Jay's, <laughs> Jay's receipts on Craig. Uh, Barry, uh, Jay, I think we're going to need a segment of uh, Craig's receipts. I would love to have that on the pod. Love the pod again, boys. Can't wait for the playoffs. Go next. Yeah, it'll be fucking awesome. Thanks, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't like that? Barry, Craig, Jay. Man, what a fucking season. I got uh, two best friends. One's a Wizards fan and one is a Celtics fan. You don't know how good it is, how good it feels to get in the chat with these guys and yell the top of my lungs, let's go fucking next. <laughs> I've been the laughing stock of this group for the last 10 years, but now I get to scream with them, let's fucking go. But on this last game, though, when was the last time the last game of the New York Knicks season was a nationally televised game on ESPN? We are one of the two most important games of the last day of the season. You on ESPN. Let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. And also, Jay, good job. I, I didn't want to hear about the, the Mavs record anymore either. Appreciate you stop talking about that. <laughs> it's a hard next life. Oh, by the way, it's uh, Phil from Spain. Phil from Spain. Passion in his voice. You can feel it. Excite. You know, it's 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 it just tells you how bad things are that he's talking about how he's got two friends and he's the laughing stock and one of his friends is a wizard fan. Oh, it's pretty bad. <laughs> what, what, is, what does that say about us? The wizards fan has been say? talking shit about the Knicks. <laughs> it's just that's that's not good. 
it's not good for us. What's up, guys? Your boy DJ, you're from Germany. I got to tell you, this is DJ from Germany. We all know who he is. Who is this guy, Jay? Wow. This feels so good. This feels <laughs> so good, man. So before wow. he... Oh, sorry. So before he sent in this voicemail on Twitter, after the Knicks clinched the four seed, he wrote, joking around on Twitter, he tweeted, this feels so good, man. This feels so good. And I responded, and I said something like, DJ, stop it. Put it away. It's disgusting. It's embarrassing. <laughs> something like that. And that sent him into a fucking frenzy where he was, I can't remember if it was on really? Twitter or, or on DM on Twitter, but he was like, you don't want me to say that anymore? Do you, you don't, I can't, can I leave a voicemail still? You guys don't, you want me to stop leaving voicemails? What? Yeah. I was like, no. You, I saw it. It was on Twitter because I okay. read it. <laughs> I was like, no, you can. He, then he even said like, maybe there's some miscommunication here. <laughs> so I think he goes his whole voicemail trying not to say that phrase. Like, you can fucking say that. Say it. That's your phrase, man. First of all, <laughs> there was a little misunderstanding on Twitter right after the game. Um, <laughs> Craig called me out uh, that I have to stop my quote that feels so good <laughs> uh, because it's so embarrassing. Um, what else should I say now? Man, what else should I say? We're here. We're fucking here. Next week, we're going to the playoffs against the Hawks and Man, I should do it again, my quote. I should do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I, it feels so amazing right now. It feels so amazing. <laughs> Instead right of it right feels now. so good, man, it just feels so amazing right now. DJ, wow. speechless. We basically ruined his whole voicemail because wow. he couldn't say those words. Well, that was not my wow. intention. No, we want, I mean, that's great stuff. Wow. <laughs> What a great feeling. <laughs> I run around with a big smile on my face. The whole day yesterday and uh, wow. wow great feeling wow. wow that's what we want you don't have to don't censor yourself for us no we don't censor ourselves you don't censor yourself what's going on craig barry blandy man what the fuck was this season holy shit i'm excited i can't wait to stomp on those hogs our listeners have the worst language i wonder where they get that from you think i you think they learned it from me you encourage it Yeah, we do. A lot of people are worried about Trey, but luckily for us, we just happen to employ a 6'5", pass-first, 40% shooting facilitator who also happens to have the best smile in the world and an incredibly sensitive groin, the French heartthrob Frank Milikina. My thought is if you do exactly with Frank that you're doing with Peyton, six minutes to start each half so that Rose is healthy, we can kill two hawks with one stone. Looking forward to Sunday. Let's go, Knicks Nation. Let's go hard, Nick. Life, Sam, it's up and it's stuck. It's up and it's stuck. Is that something I don't know? Is that uh -huh. what people say? Maybe. I don't know it either. We're not the coolest of people, so maybe, <laughs> I don't know, maybe that's... Maybe I like cool that idea. Say. Starting Frank for the Me first too. six or seven minutes. Put the clamp down on Trey Young. Better three-point shooting than Alfred. Yeah. Well, what's Alfred doing out there? Seriously. Nothing. What's he doing out did there you, that Frank can't do? Did you see do? him in the first half of the game? The other, like, there was that one, I don't know if you guys saw, somebody posted a clip at one point where he was like in the bottom left corner and just the whole offense was going on and he was just standing there. He had like his there, hands like, on his hips, right? Yeah. He just, he was a, he's a defeated guy at this point. He, you know, it just, it was embarrassing. I felt bad for him actually. I feel I've been feeling bad for him too. People have been posting clips of him. I don't want to read too much into this, but just on the sidelines with the with the whole team celebrating or jumping off their seats, and he's seated by himself and he's not getting It can't up. Can't be easy. Is it easy for Kevin Knox or Frank or Theo Pinson or any? These guys are having a blast. They haven't watched their minutes dwindle as the season. What about goes, Knox? They barely played. Knox has. But I mean, that was at the very beginning of the season. Alfred Payton like, is Alfred starting. On a, on a Tibbs team where he... Everybody hates him. I mean, the fans hate him. Yeah, do you think he knows that? Yes. Yes. Are you kidding does. me? Of course Craig? he does. Because Randall of his burner knew it last account? year. Because of his burner he account? He knows that people no, hate him. Randall knew it last year, Craig. They, he knows. So Peyton definitely not, knows it. He's not stupid. He's getting booed. 
He's getting booed by his home fans. Isn't it deserved? Yes, it's deserved. I like that idea, though. You all hear that music. It is time for the news with Blanderson Hooper. Brought to you by Clarkson Avenue Crumb Cake Company. They are changing the crumb cake game. Jay, what makes the perfect crumb cake? What's your ideal partner? I think a crumb cake that has uh, plump crumbs. You're a cur- You're into ideally, the curves. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I like that. Something that ideally has some kind of a cream in it. Maybe <laughs> a cream that oozes as you as you bite into it. Have we ever done a mashup of DJ and the sexy music? (laughs) That would be great. We Mm. should do that. Yeah, file that one away. (laughs) That would be great. Can you play two sounds at once, Blandy, or no? Uh, Yes, I can. I most definitely can. Hmm. Well, whenever you're ready. I could try that right now if you'd (laughs) like. Yeah, ask ask DJ. DJ. DJ, yeah. What do you think about the uh, Clarkson Avenue crumb cake? Wow. This feels so good. This feels so good, man. Wow. Okay. Tell me about the day after you tried and tasted that crumb cake for the first time. Wow. What a great feeling. I ran around with a big smile on my face the whole day yesterday. I bet you did. And, um, wow. Great feeling. All right, guys, from holiday gift boxes to the world famous Crumpkins, they even have a Crumb Cake of the Month subscription you can get for three, six, or 12 months. Go to ClarksonAvCrumb.com, use promo code HARDNICKSLIFE for 23% off your order. Um, not not much to report here. Um, today it was announced that Monty Williams won Coach of the Year award, and obviously a lot of people were hoping that Tibbs would would win that award. That was the uh, NBA, but, that was the National Basketball Coaches Association. That's the only one who gives that award out. Yes, right? that okay. that's that's the that is I the Coach sure of the Year award. That. That's the only one. Yeah, um, Tibbs did win. Uh, didn't he win something else? Well, Coach of the Month, May Coach, Coach of the Month. month. Yeah. Fuck you, NBC, whoever. <laughs> but um, Mont- Monty Williams had led the Suns to I think somewhere around fifteen or sixteen more wins than they had last year, and then last year was around fifteen more wins than the year before. They're one of only a few teams to ever in, um, improve by 15 or more games two years in a row. So, and obviously, Chris Paul was a big part in that. You know, it is what it, it is. What it yeah, is. I mean, listen, I think you can make the argument that, you the know, one, imagine the Knicks with Chris Paul. <laughs> and and uh, Thibodeau did what he did with the same exact roster pretty much as last season. But... I don't fucking get too excited about these individual awards and who wins them and who doesn't. Yeah, I'm just we should be happy we're fucking fourth yeah. seed in the playoffs. That's that's <laughs> award enough. I guarantee you Thibodeau does not give a fuck. No, I'm no sure way. he doesn't. Uh Steph Curry won the scoring title, beat out Bradley Beal by a few uh, tenths of a point. He is the at thirty three, the oldest player to win the scoring title since ninety seven, ninety eight, when a thirty five year old Michael Jordan won the title. And this is the most points he's ever scored in his career for a season, isn't it? Per game, never, yeah, per game. He never averaged this many points per game in his whole career, which no. is fucking amazing. Right, but I mean, no Clay, you know, yeah, no Still. KD, and then you've got that. You know, his scoring is what got them into that playing game. So uh, LeBron for the seventeenth consecutive season averaged twenty five points or more. Uh, which is something that you know most players have never been able to do. Uh, another guy that we all hate, Kyrie. Kyrie became the ninth player in NBA history to record a 50-40-90 season, 50% from the field, 40% from three, and 90% from the line. And just to uh, to finish things up, reports are out there that Scott Perry is close to inking a uh, contract extension with the Knicks. Who would have thought, guys? Weren't we all assuming he was as good as gone? Yeah. Before this season? He was just like a carryover (laughs) and was going to be like one of the last guys to, you know, exit out of this front office. Or be be pushed out of this front office. And that's the way the basketball bounces. (laughs) All right, guys. Remember, you can reach out to us. It's a hardnickslife at gmail.com. 
You can follow me on Twitter at HardingsLife. You can follow Barry at Barry Dworkin. You can follow Jay at Landy Hooper. And as always, I know you're all going to need it over this these next couple weeks. You can call us anytime, day or night. 516-33-MESH-1. I told this story before, but back in the 90s, I remember... You know, it was before podcasts, obviously. All right, it was before Twitter. I remember losing tough playoff games or going down in series... I remember specifically this time it was against Indiana. Being in my bedroom, devastated after a loss, going down like 3-1. And I remember needing to tell somebody that we were going to come back. And I remember calling the Knicks box office and leaving voicemails. (laughs) Telling them I believed in them. I was basically giving motivational like locker room speeches on these voicemails. To the people who work at the box office. To the people at the box office. Because I thought the message would get... I told them to send the message to the team. I was young, you know? I was doing whatever it took. You can call us and do that. That's what we're here for. All right? If you like our show, remember to leave us a five-star rating and or a positive review. You can get our merch at threadless.hardnickslife.com. It's been so long since I've done that. I don't even know if that's correct. Is that correct? Hardnickslife.threadless.com. I don't know if the threadless comes first or the hard. I don't know either. Try them both. You can probably Google it. <laughs> I don't know if you can. <laughs> that's great. If we don't know how to get on there, how do we know how to get on? There? No, that's what it is. dot threadless.com. <laughs> great. Perfect. Yeah. Jay Blandy, what's the what's the series schedule? Do you have it? First few games. Uh, no, I don't actually. Oh, Barry, do you have it? Who's ready? Nobody's ready? I don't have it, Craig. You're both racing for this. <laughs> I got it. I got it. I got it. No, I don't. <laughs> All right. We play the Hawks, obviously. We play Sunday. <laughs> the Hawks. Game one is Sunday. And uh, that's all we know. All right. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> nothing else is listed yet. All right. It's time to be determined. Nothing else. All right, guys. Enjoy the game on Sunday. Game one. Welcome back to the motherfucking playoffs, Knicks fans. Until next time, when we will be in the midst of an easy four-game sweep against the Atlanta Hawks. It is a hard Knicks life. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.